You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Friday, so that means this is the last episode for this week, but don't worry because Monday we'll have a new episode for you. So today's episode is uh, Rich Man's Disease. This is episode 10 of season one. This episode had quite a few different elements in it. It went from old um, flings as far as relationships, um, stress, um, family, and what family would do to, for you to protect you from illness or harm. Um, we're going to start off by telling you what disease George actually has. And I don't even know if an ulcer is a disease. It's just a, a condition that formed from, a lot of people say, stress. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the main elements of George's ulcer um, was, was stress. And Louise was trying to keep all situations stress-free so George's ulcer would not... Um, multiply not multiply will it progress mm-hmm. become any worse and louise was also going through some old boxes and found found a picture of a lady and that's where the old fling relationship thing come in that i that i mentioned and how uh louise also um tries to protect George, and at the same time, she jeopardizes her friendship with Tom and Helen. And also, um, gains are better her relationship with Mama Jefferson at the same time because she's trying not to raise George's stress level. So we're going to touch on those things in this episode um summer which one would you like to start with because we don't necessarily have to do this this um episode as far as the show in order we can somewhat jump around with this one um we all know that george finds out he has an ulcer and he he thinks it's no big deal louise is concerned she's starting to walk on um, needles, pins and needles to protect her, her husband. He doesn't want his condition to get any worse than what it is. But this is one of those episodes where we really don't need to um, go from beginning to end. We can pretty much just jump in anywhere with this episode. I mean, I think it's start to start off, I don't know that George necessarily thought that, um, that he that he was okay with having an ulcer. It was just he wanted to downplay it because he knew that Louise would worry. But Mr. Bentley shows up and tells him that this is considered to be 
a rich man's disease, which he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up. Like, <laughs> I have the rich man's disease. That means I'm on my way. Or if I, if I haven't arrived, I'm on my way. What, what, what did Bentley tell him qualifies it to be a rich man's disease? What qualifications made it a rich man's disease besides stress? He, he said something about um, money. Now that you have money, you have more concerns, things oh. to be concerned with. Like more, more money, more problems. Problems, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he <laughs> was calling it the rich man's um, disease, because the more money you have, the more problems you have. Right. And that adds to stress. But... It, <sighs> Ulcer can be a poor poor man disease too because <laughs> if you don't have it, you stress you stress about that stressing again. So yeah, uh, ulcer is uh, any man's disease. So and uh, but I think it is brought on mainly by stress. And one thing we learned in this episode as well, Lionel tells um, his mother that there is a such thing as good stress, and we learned that later on in the episode. Um, what good stress is for 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 George? I've never heard the saying "good stress." I heard that um some people work better under pressure, which could be stress related. Um, but I've never heard of a good stress. Uh, um, for those people that might smoke marijuana, if you're talking about that type of stress, then that might be a good stress. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about um more so emotional stress, mental mental stress, mental strain, yeah, stress, yeah, mental stress on there. So yeah, so like Summer said, now George thinks he has the rich man disease. Mm-hmm. He's he's willing to tell everybody, yeah, I have I have an ulcer. Well, he doesn't really. Want, I mean, yeah, because at first he didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know. Well, he definitely didn't want Louise to know. He, well, he told her he didn't want his mother to know. Well, he. I thought he did tell her not to tell people that he was sick or something. Because she eventually did tell Mother Jefferson that, he, that George had an ulcer. Um, but her interaction with the Willises is a little strange and different, too. Yeah. So she never really got around to, to her immediately telling them. What was going on? I don't think she never did. She never did. Yeah, she never did. That's why I was saying this episode we can we can jump around a a little bit. Yeah, but uh, like I said, so uh, Louise was trying to make George's life stress free as stress free as possible. Yeah, and she she knows that when the Willises come over, George's stress level. He doesn't like them. So when they came over, she was trying to. well, not trying to, she was um, being short tempered with them and like slam the door slam on them. Door on them. Um, like, yeah, like not right now. Uh, not even I'll talk to you later. She was just being somewhat mean to them, which was unlike Louise. And the good friends that Helen is, she noticed that that's not common or that's not the way Louise acts. So she figured something was going on, like something was wrong. She figured someone was in the apartment that shouldn't be there. Like yeah. maybe she was getting robbed or something. 
And that's a sign of a good friend when they can notice little changes in you. You know, they they their senses heighten and they become more concerned about what's going going on with you. Helen not knowing that uh, Louise was protecting her husband from stressful um, interactions with people or whatnot. And that's why I, I brought I brought up in the, the last episode we were talking about uh, Louise and Helen's friendship. And I, I mentioned that their friendship or how good of friends they are was going to uh, show up in, an, in another episode. So that's that's you you just touched on it right there that's the the that's that's exactly it helen knows something is up tom is ready to write write them both off like okay uh louise is tripping louise is tripping we not friends anymore mm-hmm. they they brought over a gift or, or brought over something that they could use yeah, for their terrace like a, lot, a lounge chair, chair. Right. and then took it away and you know um louise was expecting them and they were expecting to be welcomed Mm -hmm. (laughs) that day and um but yeah helen knew something was up while tom was just like yeah i'm good (laughs) so that was very unlike uh louise to act that way but she was doing it to once again protect um george um and another way louise was acting strange was she was polite to mama jefferson and uh, so, she, and, and George, she was being too polite to Mama Jefferson. Right. And George told her, like, yeah, don't go overboard with it. You know, <laughs> I know my mom's going to be a, a headache, so you don't have to kiss kiss her butt like that. But right. just, just be a little bit polite to her so I won't have to necessarily deal with the stress of you two not getting along, but just to hear you two not get along. You know, sometimes that could... It's funny how other people' interactions could affect your stress. Yeah. You know, like if you have children and they're arguing and fighting over toys all the time, that'll raise your stress level, but it actually has nothing to do with you. Right. It's the two of them just doing their childly things. Or two adults at work, you have two adults, one is complaining about the other, and then the other one's complaining about that person, right. and that's stressful on you. You know, so it, it's it's weird how other people's problems can add stress to your life and you have nothing to do with it. And that's what Louise was trying to do. Just um, have Georgia avoid all that by her being nice to um, Mama Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And that was the assumption. The assumption was that if Louise would take away all the things that would get George too excited or too passionate about something or too, you know, that, that was synonymous with stressful in her opinion. Um, at one point she did take a telephone call from one of, um, the managers or supervisors at a cleaners, um, store and the air conditioning went out at the store and they were having an emergency and uh, some employees were leaving. And so she didn't let uh, Louise did not let George take the phone call, so she doesn't really know how to resolve it because she doesn't do deal with with those types of issues in the business. So she gave some not good advice, you know, told told the uh, manager to figure something out, 
Um, but don't bother. And she, she said that George was not there. Um, but she assumed that she was being helpful. She was probably causing stress. George, who, George or George, the, the manager? No, for one. George. I mm. mean, maybe for maybe for both of them, but definitely for George because he's like, um, yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, I, I think the supervisor, like you said, manager called twice, and on the third call, George finally um, took the phone from Louise. Now, this this puts us in a situation where. Um, Lionel was telling his mother how there's a a thing called good stress and that might help George, you know, Lionel's, Lionel's father. But I want to touch on how I'm, I'm about to talk about the the medical industry, I guess. How We we pay for health insurance, right? We pay into health insurance. But it seems like we only see the doctor when we're ill or when we need them. But it's called health insurance. And so we should definitely be seeing our doctors when we're healthy so they can continue to keep us healthy. Growing up, they don't really share with you. Well, when I say growing up, I mean, of of an age where I was able to go to the doctor alone. They never said, well, Shannon, what's your diet like at a young age? Like, what is your diet like? Um, how often do you exercise? What do you do to stay stress-free? What do you do to stay healthy? It's not until mid-40s or so, you go to the doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a pain or this or this is aching. They want to say, well, you need to change your eating habits. So, what I'm saying is they knew from a young age that I should be on the right track, eating right, exercising, but yet they didn't encourage it. And I'm paying into health insurance, not sick insurance. I'm paying health insurance for you to keep me healthy. Um, but now that I'm older, now you want to change my diet on me. Is it too late? I, I don't know if it's too late or not, but if you would have told me these things when I was younger, I wouldn't be in a position where I have to change my diet. And it, it, it never, I never understood that. Like I should be able to call my doctor when I'm healthy. Right. Just to check in on like, what's, you know, like this is, well, yeah. should I be expecting something to happen soon? What do you suggest I do? Not, yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, they, they, they do have regular checkups that you can have. Uh, I don't know that. See, I'm going to stop you right there. You said we, you can have, mm -hmm. meaning the doctor or my doctors, they don't schedule them. It's more so until I'm feeling ill, they would say, well, uh, we're going to schedule you for this in a couple of months so we can check up on you. They don't know. They don't schedule you if you're ill. You have to tell them that you're ill. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Once you see them, oh. they will give you a diagnose or whatever. And then mm -hmm. they say, okay, we want to check up on you in three months. Oh, yeah. Instead of saying, like, when you go to the dentist, the dentist say, I want to see you in six months. Yeah, I show, that's your mouth, though. Yeah. But your mouth was part of your body. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. You need to get that when cleaning you, done. And I'm sure there are annual checkups. 
for a doctor, but it's, it seems like you have to request it. It's not like, and you know how when you're born or here in, here in America, when you're born, you have to go back for shots. When we were younger, you had to go for your three month vaccination or whatever. It was something scheduled, like yeah. And now we're older. There, there are not many annual scheduling that the doctors make for you, just to check up on you, not to say, okay, you're you're approaching fifty. We need to run this test on you, because at fifty, these things start to happen. But we should. I'm saying we, as in, uh the society itself and the doctors and medical industry, they should make it standard where every six months you have a, I'm paying for this anyway. So every six months we automatically schedule you for a checkup because with, with your health insurance summer, I know that each year we have to do a screening, right? And I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, the healthier you are, the cheaper your insurance may be. Well, it's it's, it a, it's it's not the it's not mandatory. It's an incentive, okay. just from my company. Okay. And the in- incentive is if you take this, uh, if you go through this um, screening, health screening, then it's just a screening to know what your particular numbers are, cholesterol, those types of things, weight. Um, waist to height cir- circumference or something like that. Um, anyways, it's just an incentive to get it done. They're not scoring you based on how healthy or unhealthy you are, um, but giving you a, a discount on your premium yeah, that I'm, you pay. So it's not, yeah, it's a, it's a company thing. It's a company thing, but I think that's, it's, hmm. It's it's a good a good way to um, determine health risk factor in people. Be- just like life insurance, when you get life insurance, you have to go through a, a screening. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one, I don't know if well, when Obama was in office, I I believe he was trying to change that. Where if you got life insurance, no matter what your health is, they can't deny you. I don't I don't recall if that was the case or not, but they screen you and they ask you several questions to determine what your premium is going to be. And if they will uh, accept your your request for life insurance, because if. I try and get life insurance and I have six months to live, it's number one, it's not worth the company. (laughs) They're going to lose money. because. In those six months, you probably paid four hundred to I don't know seven hundred dollars for health insurance, and then you die of cancer, and they're paying out hundreds of thousands to a million dollars. So that's one reason they do health screening before they give you um, life insurance. But with Summer's job, I think that's an incentive not only for the employee but for the employer as well because you. You get to find out your numbers as as far as how healthy you are, and that's important to you because it's I pay health insurance 
And sometimes I might not see the doctor for a whole year, that whole calendar year. I'm pretty healthy. You know, um, I have to be in severe pain or bleeding to really go to the doctor. Um, so I think it's beneficial for you to see a doctor at least twice a year. And I don't practice that. And when I say see a doctor twice a year, not because you're in pain, but just to get a checkup on yourself. Because you can have internal problems and not feel anything. You know, you can have illnesses that are, that can be found in your body today, but you might not feel any repercussions from those diseases later on, until later on in life, and it might be too late. Whereas if you go earlier, we can start fighting the disease or the problem that you're having. Because there's, there's things as you get older in your, in your body that start off very small that if we beat it now, it won't be as bad later on because it's, it's, it's worse. But if you don't go to the doctor, you would never know. You, you would, I mean, if you don't go get a checkup, how would you like some things you don't feel in your body that eventually will become issues <laughs> and without blood work, urine work, physicals, you would never know. Yeah. And later on in life, it'll just, it'll be worse. But yeah. point, point, what I'm trying to say is people, if you have health insurance, use it as health insurance to keep you healthy. Don't only use it when you're sick. And like I said, it's been times I I didn't go to the doctor for two years and I'm paying for health insurance. And some health insurance have um, benefits like my health insurance. You can go to the chiropractor 10 times a year. That's part of it. Um, you can get acupuncture. Um, they um, dieting um, menus. They can set up um menu for you, the, the type of um, body that you have or to help you live a healthier life is what I'm trying to say. Um, they have dietitians, um, psychiatrists, all sorts of things. They have um, support groups. So it's not just doctor there that you're paying for when you're paying for, for health insurance. There's other things. Um, I know some hospitals have actually have gyms that you can use it's not rehab it's like actual gym that you can go to and work out and they have um what do you call them personal trainers there and people that can help you set up you know diet plans for the week or whatnot that's all included in your health plan and i'm saying all this because george i don't know if before he owned the cleaners he was seeing a doctor or being able to see the doctor or whatnot, but now that he's making, have a successful business, he has the funds to see the doctor. He's finding out he has ulcer and the ulcer um, could have come on because now he has these businesses that he's in charge of and it's causing stress to his body or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's about time for us to take a, a, a quick break. And we're going to uh, do that. And when we come back, we're going to finish up this episode.
That was a good word, Shannon. Thank you for that. And uh, we'll be back. Music from this episode is by yours truly, Summer Sky. The single is called About Love, and it's available on all digital music and streaming platforms. Check the episode description for more details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Um, I'm going to say this one time in this episode. Please leave us a comment and some feedback on our Instagram page at Black Sitcom History. I'm just going to say it one time in this episode. And maybe I'll say it one time later. Okay. <laughs> um, so thank you to all our old listeners and to our new listeners. Welcome. Hope you are enjoying it. Um, something I talked about on the last episode is um, we're going to try and have a quivia, that's quiz and trivia put together, <laughs> quivia on our um, Instagram page. And um, it's only going to pertain to episodes thus far. We're not going to ask you anything that's um, in future episodes. So it's going to be something from episodes one through episode 10 as of now. So. Earlier we spoke how Louise was trying to protect George from stressful events or whatever. Now, Summer mentioned that someone from the cleaners called to let George know that the AC went out and the employees walked out on them because it was hot. It's in the Bronx or whatever. Um, I'm assuming this is summer months because the AC went out. And George finally takes the call from uh Louise and talked to Mr. Taylor was the manager's name at the um cleaners. And Mr. Taylor informs George that the AC went out and the um employees walked out or whatever. And George immediately goes into supervision management um business owner mode. And uh he's telling Mr. Taylor what to do. He's telling him go to the hardware store down the street, buy five fans, t- take the fans, put them in the cleaners, call some employees that are off that day, ask them to come in, and I'll pay them double time. Uh, and George starts to feel better, like he, his stress level went down. And this is when Lionel says, see, Mom, that's what I meant by good stress. See how the good stress is actually helping, helping Dad? So by him just sitting at home, not be feeling important and telling people what to do, his stress level um, is actually going up when he sits at home. So he needs to be in stressful situations in order to balance out the stress. 
And uh, it's, like I said earlier, I never heard of good stress. Um, mm. Some people like to be in stressful situations because they work best in stressful situations. But uh, I don't necessarily think it's good for you in, in the long run. I think it, I think it depends on um, what your interests are and kind of what makes you tick for George handling business situations that was just in his element. He was in his element handling that situation. So it was almost like a fun time for him to solve problems, uh, solve the problems of his business. And if another person were in the same situation, they probably, they might not view it as good stress, you know, they might not, they might be out of their element, you know? I mean, think about stuff like, I remember I, I switched my majors in, in college. I, I, my first major was broadcast journalism and I had a, t- a taste of working in kind of a hectic environment that year. It was a, a, a year that the Republican National Convention was held in um, in California, and I worked that event as an intern. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know about this. Like the type of work that the the press was doing, and I was just like, I don't think I'm cut out. <laughs> I don't think I'm cut out for this. It was highly stressful. But for some people, they were. While I was stressed out by it. They were just like they were in their element. They were they were cool like that. That seemed fun, like a good time. You know, I just wanted to be on on camera saying saying a few words for the people, <laughs> not necessarily chasing down people to get that interview. And um, it's it's a lot to it, and it's it's highly stressful and and timeline driven. Uh, time. I'm sorry, deadline driven, and um, it was yeah. It was a lot. So, um, but for George, he was in his element. But we also see Louise. Louise starts to have her own experience too, because while she was being nice to Mother Jefferson, she starts to feel pain in her body. (laughs) She starts to feel pain in her body, and then she got to a point where she just had had enough with Mother Jefferson. And she went off. Yeah. And at the end of going off on her, she felt better and gave her a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> so, so that brings me to say this. Um, maybe it's not a, anything called good stress, but if you're stressing and George, like you said, felt more comfortable in his element, maybe that cancel out the other stress you're having in your life make and it makes you less stressful that makes sense so what i'm saying is if for instance uh george enjoys being in the boss role when he's there he's not thinking about other stressful things mm-hmm. so he has less stress in his life at that moment so that's I guess that's what Lionel meant by good stress. Um, Doing something that you enjoy doing that could add stress, but since you enjoy doing it, 
you're not worrying about the real things that stress you out in life. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm assuming that's what good stress is all about. And another thing, how Louise protect was protecting George. I think any family member will naturally protect their loved ones when they're ill or sick or or anything like that. You know, it's like when you're sick, babe, like I'm like, what do you need? You know, don't worry about this. I'll take care of that. Are you hungry? Do you need some medication? Am I too loud what I'm doing? You know, we're all about our loved ones getting mm-hmm. better sooner and we would do anything to well, we do anything to protect them when they're not ill or sick, but you're doing anything. You do something even more to protect them when they're ill or, or sick, even if it causes you to be mean to someone you like or nice to somebody you don't like, mm-hmm. like Louise did. Um, but I think that's good. That's human human nature, you know. Even if it's not someone you actually care about when you see somebody not feeling well you feel some type of sympathy for that person and if you could do something to help them you would help you know help them um do do better um it's it's i don't know if this go hand in hand but when when um kobe Bryant died i'm not a big sports fan you know so I don't watch a lot of basketball or whatever. Um, and someone was like, well, Shannon, are you sad that, that Kobe died? And I was like, well, I'm sad that someone died, of course. You know, um, I'm a fan of life. And since, you know, he's passed, I, I was a fan of his life. I wasn't necessarily a fan of, of Kobe, the basketball player. You know, that's just like if you was to tell me one of your family members died, I I will feel hurt. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sympathize as much as you will, but I would definitely feel feel hurt. And people die every day, you mm-hmm. know, and we should mourn those people no matter if they're a famous basketball player or somebody that's playing basketball on a playground. We should all be a fan of 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 life and celebrate life and and you know um I don't I hate to say celebrate death but more so celebrate the life they live after their death meaning you know how they always say um you're you're well Biggie Small said this you're nobody till somebody kills you hmm. meaning like we don't really celebrate your life now but. So once you die, that's when we start celebrating all the things you did in life. So it's just human nature to to care for somebody, uh, and it's it's especially if it's somebody you know you love or care for. And Louise was definitely protecting her her king from mm-hmm. <laughs> her king um, from from anything and trying to help him get better. She really stepped up and was trying to take charge of the business of something she's not used to, to doing anyway. Um, but we, we should all, you know, 
be there for our loved ones and protect them and make make things easier for them when they're sick or ill or whatnot. And I'm sure someone listening has been touched by this little little this COVID nineteen thing. I'm sure they have a friend or a family member who's contracted it, whether they died or not. You, you felt something. You felt concerned for that person. You definitely hope they pull through. Um, this COVID nineteen, and it's definitely stressful too. You know, um, going back to the episode, I think a certain kind of stress. I don't know if if in in real life stress is the one and only cause or the main cause of an ulcer, but when you're sick being sick is is stressful in itself because the world keeps on spinning you know kids still need to eat um households still need to be run some kind of way and even if you have even when you have that supportive if you have a the support of your family around you to look after things that you can't can't take care of because you are are ill it's a certain amount of stress you know because there's a responsibility that you have um and with George he he has a lot of responsibility you know his wife can pick up and take on his work. She can technically, she can theoretically do it, but she's just not going to do it the way he does it. He gets the job done. Yeah, he's not going to do it the way he does it. And he's become successful uh, in part due to the way that he conducts business. And... Yeah, it's it's when things don't I mean, I'm thinking about like work sometimes and I've seen this from <laughs> from people and it always bothers me. Um who would come to work. This is this is way before all the COVID nineteen stuff um happening, but just people coming to work with a cold flu looking like they just completely drug themselves out of bed. Like, I don't know how to even put themselves together, but they showed up to work because they have some project that they've been working on. The pressure and stress of the project has maybe compromised their immune system and made them get sick. Mm-hmm. Then, now that they're sick, they're stressed about being sick because they still have deadlines to meet. <laughs> so, you know, it's just one thing after the other, but... um it's always good. That's why it's always good to have, you know, in in family, you have a, a built in sort of team. Even if whether your team doesn't live with you or not, if you have extended family or people who live outside home that who, who might be able to help you out with household related things, the same thing can apply at, at work, too. Yeah. That's why teamwork is is very important, because. If one person falls ill and gets sick, um, things have to carry on. And they don't need to be showing up to the office looking like 
looking like they just barely made it. So, yeah, like you said, um, stress can affect the immune system, or the immune system can affect stress. And when you're you're sick, if you have that person in your household that will take over and take charge of things, that's going to lower your stress level and in return help you heal faster because if you're sick and you're stressing on like who's gonna pick the kids up who's gonna cook dinner who's gonna do that who's gonna do that this it's gonna add to the stress and stress levels higher and that'll make your immune system weaker and you you stay sick longer but if you have somebody there to help you out with these things you know your stress level is lower and hopefully that'll help your immune system get stronger and higher and can recover sooner. Mm-hmm. And with that said, once you're well, also do the number one thing and thank the person that was there to help you recover. <laughs> Don't take them for granted. You know, tell them thank you. Be nice to them while you're ill. And after you're healed, be sure to um, commend them and say thank you for being there and helping me get well. Um, sooner and faster so this episode it pretty much never um explains to you if by louise pr- protecting george if it helped his 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 ulcer or his <laughs> or his stress level um he might thrive on that actually. The ulcer could have been something underlying from something else or would not. The stress could um could not have been a cause of the, the, the rich man's disease as Mr. Bentley calls it. But um uh, I think George thrives and enjoys being in his role as a boss. That's what keeps him going. And the fact that he um, is in a a position now where he can hang out with the rich folk. (laughs) And by his business thriving, he can continue to hang out with the rich folk. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to wrap this one up. Um, Thank you guys for hanging out with us today on this Friday. Hopefully um, we're not your only Friday night entertainment. Hopefully you're going to um, hang. Day. Huh? Friday day, night, Friday, Friday day, night. Um, but if we are, thank you for allowing us to be in your world. Um, please continue to listen. And once again, I said I was only going to say this once. But please leave us a comment and some feedback so we can know how we're doing and what we can do to make your listening experience better. Summer? Thank you once again. Black sitcom history on Instagram. Slide into the DMs. Let us know what you think. (laughs) I got my slide into the DMs. Just leave a message. No, that's what you say. That's what the that's what the people say. You gotta slide in the DMs. Oh, okay. See, that's that <laughs> social media stuff again. I think on. when people are sliding to the DMs, they're um 
I think of people like trying to holler, yeah. you know, but whatever. I just say slide in the DMs. Well, either way, however, send a message in the DMs. Just send a message. Uh, can't they even hit the little the heart button? Uh, well, on any on a post that we have, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, someone post. No, we have to post. Oh, we have to post. Okay, <laughs> as you guys can tell, I'm not a big he, he doesn't social. Do Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Instagram. I have like 53 friends on Facebook, and that's it. You can make some more friends. Uh, we talk or about that on, or we, acquaintances. Yeah, you can have some that. acquaintances. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, do uh, we have a? Black history, Black sitcom history Facebook page. Yes, oh. it's uh facebook.com forward slash Black sitcom history. Okay, leave us a post on there, and <laughs> I will reply as well. You, oh, you know what? So what what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a quivia question, and um I have Summer post that. In, are you going to post it on Instagram? Um, yes. Yes, okay. Somewhere she's going to post it somewhere. So check Instagram and and Facebook. Okay, we're making this. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm going to come up with a quivia question. I'm going to have her post it on all the platforms that she can post it on um, by Monday. And this this should be a simple one. It's going to be pretty easy. Um, you see it every episode, so <laughs> I'll let you guys know what it is. I know. I just gave Shannon a look. I was like. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have her posted and we're going to leave it up until um, next Friday and I'll give you guys the answer. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And once again, I am Summer. I am Shannon. And we'll see you in the next episode, episode 11 on Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>